golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. <laughs> and turn on the lights. I love to play. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house Holly G and are oh, you ready for this one, Will? I yeah, I'm waiting with the hair. I just figured <laughs> it out. You're like a chia pet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, I, it just keeps growing, it, growing. Yes, I think I'm gonna get a cut on Saturday. Ooh, are you but, bailing? No, just like the sides, and then I'll do something with the top. Oh, yeah. So okay, everyone's like. Every time We're going to have to start posting pictures. I've just been doing way too much teasing. Yeah. Uh, everyone's been giving me a hard time. They're like, really? The hair? Like, And for me, it's like it's really long. For most people, it would not be a big deal, but because I've had like a buzz cut every time. Well, um, hey, I am so excited. I got my red, white, and blue yeah. on. U.S. Open. One U.S. Of the- Open, the second major. And what a venue this is going to be. Aaron Hills, stout, stout track monstrous 77 longest in history 100 yards woo yeah it's gonna challenge the boys very long very long and but it's looking good for dj to potentially go back to back that would be the first time since curtis Curtis strange Strange, 88 and 89 being a younger golf golf guy you uh i was just thinking before we went on air you never know when value of that those golf stats and and commentary will come into play, and like, it's just you know knowledge that you just file away for the time. And I I I knew that. Like I was like, oh wow, I know who that is. Well, Curtis Strange actually yeah. won at my home course, Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, and the only other one to defend his title was Ben Hogan. But we don't want to waste a lot of time right now because we got a jam packed show for you. All our golf insiders coming live tonight from the press room at Aaron Hills in Aaron, Wisconsin. And we're going to go to our first, right off the top, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel checking in with us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how are you, Holly? Um, good. Have you uh, had an old Milwaukee yet, my friend? Uh, no, they have something here called Spotted Cow. Spotted uh, that Cow? Is, yeah, Spotted Cow. If you dip your cheese in it? No, not that I'm aware of, but it is a, it is the, probably the beer of choice. I shouldn't say that. It is probably the hip beer of choice in Milwaukee right now. There you go. It sounds, it sounds it. A uh, little weather rolling in this afternoon there, but it's supposed to clear out tomorrow. Uh, give us the lowdown. What's happening there? Well, the horn blew about an hour and a half ago and um, hasn't blown since. Basically, everybody's off the golf course and the competitors have called it a night. They're going to put the hay in the barn and get ready to come out tomorrow and, and tee it up. But the, the golf course didn't get a lot of, didn't get a lot of rain this afternoon, even though the horn blew storms around the area, lightning in the area forced the, the suspension of play. So 
the golf course that, that the players saw today generally generally will be the golf course they're going to see tomorrow for the afternoon. It might firm up a bit because there's not any rain in the forecast, which means Phil's probably not going to play. So any any chance at all, Todd, of of the unlikelihood of of Phil playing with that weather delay? No forecast, so I doubt there's going to be suspension. I mean, there's like a 10% chance. Uh, so, and he would need a significant rain delay, like three to four hours for him to have an opportunity. So it doesn't like Phil, doesn't look like Phil's going to make it here. Now it sounds like the weather that they he thought originally might have happened Thursday is going to happen on Friday. No, there's a chance of thunderstorms both Friday and Saturday, correct? Correct. There is, there, there, there's thunderstorms in the forecast for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you know, probably about 50% chance at least each day. Uh, but Thursday looks like we're going to start on time and finish on time. You didn't think we were going to depend on you for the, the weather for, <laughs> forecast today, did you? <laughs> well, I watch the weather every tournament I'm at, major championship or not, <laughs> because it could affect me being here on Sunday or Monday. So <laughs> I'm constantly looking at the forecast. Well, uh, you know, they've been talking about the the length of this golf course, Todd, and, of course, wall-to-wall coverage on the Golf Channel, which we, you know, rabid fans just love. Uh, lots of conversation about the USGA scaling back the fescue. Rory coming out in his press conference saying, hey, these fairways are some of the, the widest we're going to play, 60 yards across. We're pros. You better be able to stick it in the fairway, hit it straight. Uh, you know, your thoughts and, uh, you know, is this golf course going to favor – the straight long hitters. Which, which, what are you thinking? Well, it always favors a straight long hitter. It doesn't matter if it's a championship that's major or not. Um, my thought is that although this is a golf course that is close to 7,800 yards, that it is the longest in U.S. Open history. I, I don't think it's going to play as long as it sounds for a couple of reasons. One, the golf course still has plenty of bounce. It's good. It's firm, so you're going to get significant roll. The other reason is that three of the four par fives are over 600 yards. So basically 90% of the field will be hitting these greens to the par five with three shots. Uh, whereas you like look at some other tournaments and they have a 535-yard par five, and the long hitters definitely have an advantage. So I don't think it's going to play as long as, as everybody – I mean, there are some long holes. I'm not saying that it's, it's short. It's not colonial. It's not Hilton Head. But, you know, it, it's not – ungodly long and it's just ferocious that it limits the field to the 10 to 15 players. Well, it's playing to a par 72, which is uh, unusual because usually it plays to par 70. And it looks which like... Makes it, which makes it not long that long because it is a par 72 compared to a 70 or 71. So right. that, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like uh, a pretty exciting uh, finishing stretch of holes, the last six holes, two par fives, two par fours and two par threes, uh, as well as the option of making the 15th drivable. So that could be uh, quite a lot of fun on Sunday. And smart move by the USGA and the folks here at Aaron Hills to have that kind of setup because, I mean, frankly, to be honest with you, you go back to Marion, the U.S. Open there, or you could actually go back to the last two or three U.S. Open. So, and the fact that, frankly, you want some birdies on that closing nine for those chasing the leader or trying to break away from a pack. That's where you get excitement. If guys are just trying to battle for par and stuff like that, you know, it, I don't think it's as exciting as having an opportunity to score and move up the leaderboard with, with red numbers. So I'm hoping that that's what happens this weekend here. 
Well, I heard an interesting quote this morning on Golf Channel. Tom Watson saying uh, winning the U.S. Open took the most courage of any other major, which I thought was pretty interesting. From that perspective, you know, who they always talk about, you need, you know, you need patience to win a U.S. Open. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a wide open question to say, who do you think is in the right place at the right time right now? But, um, you know, who are you looking at? I, you know what? It, I, I'm not sure. This is one of those mystery major championships where it's not easy to pick a, a single favorite. Let's start at the top. Dustin Johnson. He arrives here after missing the cut at, at Muirfield Village of the Memorial, pretty significantly, by the way. Wife just had a baby on Monday. Where is his head right now? Um, you go to number two, Rory McIlroy. He's been injured. He hasn't played as much as he's wanted to this year because of that injury. Competitively, does he have rust? Jordan Spieth's been inconsistent. Jason Day's been inconsistent. So it's really difficult to find somebody who you think is a favorite here this week. And also if you add the factor that this is a brand-new golf course that players are seeing for the first time, most of them, at least this week. So it's kind of throw, throw a bunch of names up in the air and, and pick one. Um, it, it's not easy right now to pick a single favorite or a couple of favorites because of all the factors I just mentioned. Uh, how about betting on the hometown kid, Steve Stricker, given well, you know, the, 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 the options here? And, and to be frank, why not? Um, Steve played well at, Muir, at the Muirfield Village at the Memorial. He was the medalist at the Memphis sectional qualifier. Uh, I personally given his affection and, and being comfortable in this state, and, and he will have a crowd behind him, why not say Steve Stricker will be in the mix come the final nine on Sunday? I, I would not be shocked. I think that would be an awesome story. Do you think, I mean, at this point, though, honestly, does he have the length to be able to kind of keep up at that? You know, we all know that he can putt and, and is great with the wedge game. Um, but off the tee, long irons, I mean, where is his game at at this point? Well, I think we get intoxicated so much with links. I think that that is not necessarily the biggest thing that's going to lead to a winner. It is not. Uh, it, it helped last year with Dustin Johnson. But Jordan Spieth won at Chambers Bay, and he is average when it comes to distance off the tee. Uh, so he's not, he's not, would you consider Jordan Speed the power hitter? No. I mean, he was hitting 340-yard drives in that U.S. Open with really firm, hard fairways, though, too. But if you look, if you want to get into that discussion, if you look at the statistics, nobody hit it shorter and more crooked. It was the worst driving performance in the last 50 years by a winner of U.S. Open. That's a good and, one. And, yeah, and it was. But he made it up in other aspects of his game, specifically his putting. Steve is not short. He's not long. He's probably middle of the pack, but he's a phenomenal wedge player, and guys are going to miss these greens if you're good around the green or if you set yourself up for good wedge shots in these par fives, which he can take advantage of. Absolutely, Steve Stricker can play. And like I mentioned, he's coming in here with, with some confidence. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think that – I think it's easy for us to – and granted, I agree. See, guys who hit it far and straight have an advantage, but – that's not the only way to get the ball in the hole. You still got to putt. You still have to have a great iron game. You still have to have a great short game. You, you don't win championships, major championships, off the tee. Yeah, and Todd, you know, interesting this morning, I heard um, several, you know, guys on, on Golf Channel, uh, Chris DeMarco, John Cook, you know, experienced players talking about, especially at the U.S. Open, that bogeys are good. Uh, the thing you want to avoid is, is, you know, the big numbers, 
And uh, I think they gave a stat where out of the last five or six winners, um, you know, there were only three double bogeys in those total number of rounds, which I thought was significant. So what does that mean? A lot of them are practicing those 75 to 100-yard chips. Well, that's where the patience comes in. That's where you have to say, okay, all right, I'll, have, I'll take a bogey. Um, but I don't want to make double or triple or worse. Um, so if you hit it, in, let's say you do hit it in this fescue out here, this nasty rough that's just about knee high. If you find the ball, just chop it sideways, get it out and play, um, and, and then go from there. Um, so that's the, the guy who says, oh, you know what, I'm 150 yards out. I think I can probably muscle this out uh, of this, this deep fescue and, and get it on the green, and then it stays in the fescue. And then all of a sudden you're bringing double and triple boogie into play. Well, then that's the kind of player that, that doesn't have the right mental capacity to win this major championship. If we look at a, a short list, you would tend to go with uh, the players, you know, the veterans who have been there before, who have won a major championship. You know, you look at Justin Rose, you look at um, certainly Sergio. You know, do you feel someone like that is going to have an upper edge or, you know, somebody is it somebody's time like Ricky Fowler to break through? Well, it's easy to do that, and I understand, and you're right, experience of uh, being under the white-hot spotlight of, of trying to win a major championship and succeeding, I feel like, is an advantage. However, if you look back, dating back to Jason Day at the PGA Championship in this state at Whistling Straits, the last six major championship winners are all first-time major championship winners. So that trend is happening right now. So... I, that, that's just that's just kind of debunking the theory that you have to have experience of winning to win because it, it's definitely not trending that way right now. All right, Todd. Well, we always appreciate your time. Before we let you go, so who's your pick, my man? <laughs> I tell you, I, it's very difficult to pick. I, I'm, I'm going to give you two, okay? And neither one of them made, won a major championship. Um, because this golf course is, is, is you have to be creative and imaginative, I think Ricky Fowler is playing well, and he loves to use that imagination, especially if the wind blows out here. And Justin Thomas, the man has won three times his PGA Tour season, and nobody talks about him at all. He's completely under the radar. He had a chance to win at the Memorial in his last start. I think he's trending right now, and he has the firepower here to win. So I like those two guys. If I'm going to pick two guys to like, this week. I love it. I love it. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Check out all their wall-to-wall coverage all this week, the U.S. Open. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes. Have a great week. My pleasure. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. It's the U.S. Open, the eve of the U.S. Open, our second major. Stay with us. We've got lots more coming up.